Hello and welcome to the Arizona Liberty Podcast. I'm your host, Neil in Arizona. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024. It's President's Day. I'm sure George Washington is rolling over in his grave knowing that the federal government has given everybody a day off to celebrate the presidents of the United States. I'll just leave it there. Today, we're going to look at pressing issues like technology's role in protecting privacy. We're going to also emphasize the importance of not letting government pressures exhaust you, advocating for creativity and progress with our initiative of hashtag 2024. We're going to take a look at a lawsuit against Biden, or I should say the Biden administration, by an energy watchdog group. We also have a state bar of Arizona actions against one of our attorneys regarding election fraud. We have legislative moves in Arizona, like bipartisan support restricting foreign uh, funding in elections. The Arizona Corporation Commission is limiting ESG goals in energy companies. We're also going to talk about some economic trends regarding Arizona's auto loan debt and some interesting comments by Vladimir Putin himself. Also, we're going to take a look at the new GOP chair, Gina Swaboda. And we're going to look at privacy. How to protect your privacy. I'll give you a hint on that. It's a technology known as blockchain. Yep, you heard it here. Blockchain. So, got a lot packed in here, but it's packed tight. So, we'll see how quick we can get through this. First thing I want to do is take a time to thank our recent guests. You've all been great. You have helped me start this year off at this podcast. So, thank you Nicole for sharing the story of Esther. Thank you Zach Sheka for recounting your experiences studying abroad in Eastern Europe. That was very interesting. And we will not forget this interview that I think was just a, an amazing interview with Samantha the Fit Herbalist. That was a great interview. Really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I intend to learn more. So I'm hoping that we can bring her back on. We also are starting a series with Sean McMahon to discuss the dynamic economy of Arizona. So the year's taking off, but it's not slowing down at all. So we're going to go ahead and get started here. And I want you to understand that as we go over these little reports, do not obsess over these things. I'm telling you what's going on so that you know what's going on, or maybe to confirm that you know what's going on. But don't forget about this initiative we have, hashtag create 2024. Seriously, make something, post it online. Hashtag it, create 2024. It's a good thing. Because I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the FUD. I'm tired. I'm tired of government telling us over and over again what to do and what not to do. I'm tired of them treating us like we owe them an explanation for our actions. We don't owe them anything. Their goal, whether they like it or not, is to exhaust you. And the reason why they exhaust you is because they are narcissists. Oh, yes, they were born to be in charge of you. You didn't know that? 
That's what they were put on this earth to do. They were not put on this earth to represent you. They were put on this earth to make things better for you because they know more than you. I strongly encourage you to go to the Gutenberg.org and download a copy of Philip Drew Administrator. You know, Glenn Beck irritates me. But years ago, he was talking about Woodrow Wilson and this for book of his called Philip Drew Administrator. Philip, P-H-I-L-I-P-D-R-U, Administrator. It is one of the worst reads of your life, and you should read it because it is exactly what's going on now. You are not run by representatives. You are run by administrators. But we are going to continue to bring guests on. We're going to talk about the economy. We're going to talk about technology. And we're going to talk about how you can protect your privacy in some of these episodes we're going to be doing. We're also going to, every now and then, talk about AI and find out if AI is really a threat to the world. I think you're going to be very surprised about how I feel about AI. We will not be talking about AI today, but I'm just letting you know. These are some of the things that we've got down the pipe. We've got, we're going to talk energy. We're going to talk water. We're going to talk security. We're going to talk incentives. We're going to talk mandates. This whole, the whole shebang. And I want to tell you, I want to ask you, I should say. Ask yourself, really, is what I'm asking you. Ask yourself this. What are you doing right now that is making your life better tomorrow? So you could be asking me, I don't know, what's it to you? What are you doing? Well, I have, and I'm going to be sharing more of this information here in the near future, but I am currently studying blockchain technology. I've been, I've been studying it for a little while. I took a, took a class uh, a couple of years ago, my first class on it, and I still study it. And I, I, I read a lot about different forms of encryption and, and, I, and I work in those type of things. And with this, you have to study a language called C++ because C++ is kind of the language of blockchain technologies, I found out. So there's a cryptocurrency that I happen to like. I'm not bullish on it. I don't use words like that. Yeah, I'm bullish on Dash. Dash is a private cryptocurrency. It's got a lot of wonderful features in it that can secure your privacy. We're going to talk a little bit about that in a little bit, not about Dash. But anyway, that's what I've been doing. I've also been studying cement. I know, that sounds funny. But I really think that we should pick something that would benefit the world. And so when I tell people I study technology, they say, well, what are you going to do if the lights go out? Your technology means nothing. And the answer is, you're right. You're right. And so I've decided to take on cement. I bought a cement mixer a little while ago. I bought some cement mixing containers the other day. I've got a ton of stuff that needs. I, I've, got a, I've got a whole slab that's got to be built in my backyard. We're going to be putting a greenhouse. Some other stuff out there. I was going to contract somebody to come out and do it. But boy, it's, it's just getting expensive. And that's, where the, that's, that's why your skills are going to be needed. That's why. So I've had people tell me, you know, you're too busy thinking of the apocalypse, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, no, I don't, I don't think it's going to go down that way. I think we're just going to continue to lose our quality of life. And let me tell you this. As an Arizonan, I refuse to lose my quality of life. And people made their quality of life at one point in time in Arizona. And I've met some of these people and I've visited some of these sites. I strongly 
encourage you to visit Taliesin in northern Scottsdale, Frank Lloyd Wright. And then I strongly encourage you to visit Arcosanti, which is just north. And you will see structures that were built on a shoestring budget that look like they were made in the future. 70s future, but future nonetheless. And enough of that, but that's what I think you should do. I really do. I think we should all be working on a skill. And I think the more people that work on a skill, the better. So let's just start off with our first story. Your legislators, they think you're an idiot. So this came across with a friend, one of our friends of the podcast. Her name um, is called Arizona Suburbs. And Arizona Suburbs took to Twitter because... So I, I strongly encourage you to follow AZ Suburbs, Arizona Suburbs. The username is NoPrezi2012. That's an at N-O-P-R-E-Z-Z-I-E 2012, NoPrezi12, because this person puts out a lot of information, a lot, and continuously calls out legislators. But it started with her post. And so here's how it went down. Because, you know, Twitter can be very dramatic. It's Twitter, for crying out loud. Mary Tally, Mary Tally Bowden, MD. She's an anti-vax doctor. She says on Twit, we now have 122 elected officials, 120 candidates, and one Surgeon General from 39 states publicly stating that COVID shots must be pulled off the market. Many are also pledging not to take donations from Big Pharma. Over 17,000 physicians stand behind them. Now, Jen Wright, who one time got me attacked on Twitter, she called me a leftist. She retweeted something I said sarcastically and said, this is how the left thinks. And I was, I was attacked relentlessly for weeks, kid you not, on Twitter. I, I politely asked her to please take that down because she was wrong about me. And uh, she ignored me on purpose. I know she did. And so that's Jen Wright. And once again, Jen Wright is wrong. She wrote, not one elected official from Arizona. Well, our good friend, AZ Suburbs, came out and said, um, she came out and said, oh, what was it she wrote? She wrote, they'd all have to give up that sweet Pfizer pack money. She then posted pictures of donations made in $500 increments to our legislators. And those people would be, this is all the Republicans, because we don't care what the Democrats do. Do you care what the Democrats do? Do the Democrats care what the Democrats do? Do, come, do Democrat voters care what they do? Of course they don't. It's not my job. Matt Gress, Ken Bennett, David Cook, Kevin Payne, Warren Peterson, Dave Gowan, Julie Willoughby, Teresa Martinez, Selena Bliss, TJ Shope, Sign Kier, David Livingston, J.D. Mesnard, Beverly Pingrelli, Justin Wilmoth. Those are the people that took $500 donations from Pfizer. Yep. So just think about that. Just put that in the back of your mind that that's what they think of you. Because remember when you were locked down and you were all masked up? They were getting money. They were getting donations from Pfizer. 
So when you see your legislator and they ignore you, because they will ignore you, that's how they are. That's how narcissists work, right? They will ignore you unless they need your vote. Then they will gladly look you in the eye and shake your hand. Think about that the next time you see a representative. I recommend you ignore that person. I recommend you pretend you don't know them. I recommend you just go to the other side of the room when you see them. Here's a little food for thought. I have no pictures of me and an elected official. Now, I can't say for the future. I've taken some pictures with some friends. They might get voted. There's pictures of me and Jerome Davison. I love that man. And he may get elected. So there may be a picture of me with an elected official, and I would gladly stand next to Jerome Davison and take a picture with him any day of the week. But that about sums that up. I really don't care about anybody else, to be honest with you. Now, Biden was sued by an energy watchdog group called Power the Future. The watchdog group Power the Future sues the Biden administration. The allegation is failure to disclose staff and activities of John Kerry's climate office. Focus on Kerry's role as special presidential envoy for climate. The State Department overseeing Kerry's office accused of resisting congressional oversight, lack of transparency, claimed to impact the understanding of domestic energy policies. No response from the State Department in the lawsuit as of yet. And you want to know something? They never will. Oh, yes. Now, that's something we can guarantee, right? Ineffective government doing ineffective things. Well, get a load of this. An energy watchdog group wants to know exactly what was going on inside the offices of climate czar John Kerry. You know, he's leaving by the end of late winter, they tell us. The group just filed a freedom of information lawsuit against the Biden administration over this. And the lawsuit says, in part, for nearly three years, Kerry has been jet-setting on the International Climate Conference circuit while sending taxpayers the bill. The American people are on the receiving end of countless green mandates and rules, gas stove bans and skyrocketing utility bills with no opportunity for consent or input. And many of these decisions are hatched in John Kerry's office. It is our hope, the lawsuit says, that this litigation will finally bring to light the information we deserve to know. The Boston Herald, through its own FOIA request, found that John Kerry's staff cost taxpayers more than $4 million a year, with the bulk of his policy analysts making six-figure right. salaries. Now, are you feeling benefits from this? Not yet. And I still think he was unclear and unwilling, unwilling to cooperate along the way. We know this, too. He was former secretary of state. Why was he always involved in all these meetings prior? We know about his relationships with, in, uh, with Iran. And we know about him traipsing through Europe saying, don't worry, Trump is just there for a while. He's going to be impeached. Just hold on to your hat. He was basically working against the State Department under Trump. And now he gets this mysterious job as climate czar. And he's just about everywhere important in the world, flying with a huge budget. You saw $4.3 million. And now John Podesta, another dicey character who seems to be involved in every suspicious thing going on with the Democratic Party, dating back to the Clinton years, is now taking over. He was in charge of implementing the climate the climate provisions mm -hmm. of the Inflation Reduction Act. So now he gets this mysterious climate czar title. My sense, Trump won't have that if he's wins or Nikki Haley's not going to retain that if she's victorious. That is a Biden-centric uh, czarship, which I yeah. believe has to start being transparent. That's why they're getting sued.
Wow. Well, uh, what could they do about the czar who's in charge of the border? <laughs> oh, that's a no-show job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well- oh, no. The Fox News, they're talking about the border. We're concerned about border security. Yeah, I know Fox News. I know. I get it. I get it. You care all of a sudden. You care, right? You care when you want to care. You don't care. I don't know. Do you really care what Fox News thinks? You know, you hear these guys, they, they try to talk like they're just so like, rah, 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 rah. like they've got like, they're really going to say a few things about what they think. They're the, let me tell you something about Fox News. They're such cowards. <laughs> they're like the most cowardly organization. State Bar of Arizona is destroying attorneys filing for election integrity. So we have a friend on Instagram by the name of Fighting for AZ, F-I-G-H-T-I-N-G, number four, A-Z. Let me say it again, Fighting for AZ. And that's Fighting, number four, A-Z, Fighting for AZ on Instagram. It is a great account to follow. They put out all kinds of information. They're not conspiracy people. They literally talk about what's going on in legislation. Very similar to AZ Suburbs on Twitter. The AZ bar of Arizona has been aggressively pursuing disciplinary charges against attorneys who challenged the election irregularities and legal illegalities in 2020 and 2022 proceedings against state representative Alex Colladin of Scottsdale recently concluded with Colladin Colladin accepting an agreement that would allow him to keep his law license instead of serving probation for 18 months. I think I said that wrong. Concluded with Colodin accepting an agreement that would allow him to keep his law license instead serving probation for 18 months. I said instead of. Wow. The word of can really kill a sentence there. So to summarize my horrible reading there, he has to serve 18 months and as an agreement to allow him to keep his license. Terrible. The bar charged Colodin with several rules often used to disbar conservative attorney, attorneys. Wow, I'm just miffing words here. As part of the agreement, Culloden admitted his actions violated Rule 42, ERs 3.1 and 3, uh, 8.4 leg D of Arizona's Bar Rules of Pro- Professional Conduct, ER 3.1, prohibits attorneys from bringing frivolous lawsuits, and 8.4 leg D prohibits attorneys from engaging in conduct that is prejudicial to the administration of justice. That's some very vague wording there. Frivolous. You're not allowed to do frivolous lawsuits. Okay. Now, do I recall Hillary Clinton? She was like filing against Donald Trump. I don't know. Something. Something like that. Anyway, Culloden was not required to admit any specifics of wrongdoing, and the agreement did not explain how he violated the two ethical rules which is unusual in an agreement for consent by discipline. So, you know, they're punishing our attorneys for filing. This guy is doing probation to keep his license. Do you like saluting your flag? Do you like saying pledge allegiance? What are you pledging allegiance to? Are you pledging allegiance to the people that are sentencing attorneys? 18 months of probation and threatening them with their law license. You know, I hate to say it, but every time I have to say that pledge with a group of people, I get really irritable because I'm watching what's going on in the United States of America. And I just don't see, I don't feel like saluting that flag. What am I, what am I doing? What am I doing? Live in a country where 
People don't care. People are getting arrested. People don't care. You got people up in J6. People don't care. And I'm supposed to be so loyal to this thing. Bipartisan bill restricting foreign funding of elections in Arizona. Arizona interests... Arizona interests... Arizona introduces a bill to restrict foreign funding in state elections. The bill receives bipartisan support in the legislative session. Senator Shauna Bullock introduced the bill. The bill passed the Senate Elections Committee with a 6-2 to two vote. The bill aims for free, fair, and transparent elections, counting foreign, countering foreign influence. Supporters include Arizona Free Enterprise Club and the Heritage Action for America. Arizona Secretary of State's office remains neutral on the bill, and the bill awaits a vote in the full Senate chamber. And you know what, folks? That is totally going to stop foreign funding of elections in Arizona. That's right. You will never, never, never see funding foreign funding in Arizona elections ever again. Now, the Arizona Corporation Commission moves to limit ESG push by energy companies. The Arizona Corporation Commission voted to limit environmental social governance, otherwise known as ESG goals in energy companies. A four to one vote led to drafting rules to repeal renewable energy and energy efficiency mandates. The repealed rules include renewable, I love these, renewable energy standard and tariff, REST. (laughs) That's the acronym, REST. And energy efficient standards, EEDSM. The repeal is seen as a step to reduce unnecessary cost and market distortions. Public comments will be sought before finalizing draft rules. The entire rulemaking process is expected to take over a year. Yeah. So they're supposedly going to limit social governance goals. Uh, you know, do you really, do, do, do you really, do, do, do you really think that this is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Arizona saw a 10th biggest increase in auto loan debt. Can you believe that? Arizona ranks 10th in the U.S. for the largest increase in auto loan debt from quarter three to quarter four in 2023. Wallet Hubs reports highlights this increase with Americans owing nearly $1.6 trillion in auto loans. Wyoming saw the largest increase, followed by states like South Dakota, Texas, and Delaware. The, auto, the average auto loan balance in most states increased less than 1% or deceased. The trend suggests varying impacts of, wait for it, inflation on car prices and loan affordability across the states. So, you know, coincidentally, I was in a car lot today, not for myself, but funny thing is, how much a Toyota Tacoma 4x4 2021 costs? Nope. 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 35,000 base. 35,000 base. Three-year-old car. Lots of miles, 35,000. Man, yeah, 1.6 trillion. That pretty much explains it. So here's another nice one. So Vladimir, Vladimir Putin has been in the news a lot lately. And the Gateway Pundit <laughs> put this kind of, I think it's kind of a funny article, but Vladimir Putin 
Everybody's always going crazy over Putin. In a state television interview, expressed a preference for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. When surfing slangs. Can you believe that? He wants Joe Biden over Donald Trump. That's right. Putin described Biden as more experienced and predictable. He stated the willingness to work with any U.S. leader chosen by the American people. Okay, well, I can see that. His comments followed criticism for Biden from Biden towards Trump regarding Russia. So he, he basically criticized Trump a little bit. And he also discussed the Trump collusion, Trump-Russia collusion narrative, suggesting it was a setup by the CIA under the Obama-Biden administration. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha! That's right. Putin's remarks seem contradictive to the narrative of Trump's Kremlin sympathies. Ooh. All these articles, they're always like, Trump has, you know, sympathy. You know, he has sympathy for the Kremlin. I love, I love, I, I kind of like the Kremlin. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Klingon, right? The Klingons from, um, and, and as a matter of fact, I, I, I read about that. I, I read that, I read somewhere that the Klingons were the Kremlin, if I'm not mistaken. They represented the, the Kremlin. It was a Cold War thing on Star Trek. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm not much of a Star Wars guy these days. I'm more of a, uh, more of a Star Trek guy, to be honest. Kind of surprised, but that 1977 uh, movie can never be beat. That was a great movie. Star Wars, the original. That was when you had the scenes on Tatooine looked really similar to Planet of the Apes. You had the robots in the desert all dirty and nasty. You had the little creatures. Very cool. So this next segment is going to focus a little bit on who is Gina Swoboda? Yes. Gina Swoboda, the new hero of the Republican Party. And let me tell you, the Republicans are loving them some Gina. And we're going to go over this real quick. We're going to make it as quick as we can because the American, the American thinker did a blog entry on her by Olivia Murray. America Thinker is one heck of a mag. Let me tell you. AZ GOP's new chair took $15,000 per month from the taxpayers to, quote unquote, consult the state Senate on securing elections only to produce nothing. That's right. Now, it kind of goes over a little bit of history. This article's it's lengthy, but it's not. But it's hard to cover. It's very personally written. There's a lot of like, what about this? And what about that? It starts off, last week I wrote a blog about an explosive audio recording that featured Jeff DeWitt, the chair of Arizona Republican Party, before he properly resi- promptly resigned in disgrace, attempting to bribe Kerry Lake out of the state race with a cushy corporate position and money from shadowy figures. From somewhere on the East Coast, the revelation was only explosive to some because for those of us who have firsthand experience dealing with the hazy GOP is not really surprised. The chair of the state party leading to leading the charge to derail America First and America's First Movement. 
This is nothing out of the ordinary. DeWitt's predecessor, Kelly Ward, repeatedly undermined and sabotaged the grassroots, all to aid and abet Martha McSally in handing over another federal seat to the Democrats. Boy, McSally was just a horrible candidate. I don't know if you remember, she was like campaigning from her kitchen in a mask. Yeah, she won them votes over. The chair of the state party protecting the interests of the political establishment. Again, we just saw this through Kelly Ward, who quote unquote imploded when confronted about the fact that she had no plans to force Governor Doug Ducey to end the COVID emergency. He was using to tyrannize the people of Arizona to add another level to the betrayal. Ward refused to take any action against Ducey. He had recently certified the 2020 presidential election results for Joe Biden, despite the endless evidence that things had gone awry. So you remember all this, right? Doug Ducey, he made that public statement, said, we're going to run this to the judges. I'm not signing anything. And then that little coward, he ran off and signed it. Ugh. Oh, and then remember the, let me talk in my deepest voice here. Masks work. Okay, listen, everybody. Masks work. They work. I am not playing. Masks work. And uh, two weeks to stop the spread, and I can't remember how many weeks we were locked down, but we were locked down for a long time. And Republicans, and then they'd run out and tell the press, we're not locked down, folks, because, you know, Sheriff Lamb was back there telling the governor, uh, no, we're not, we're not locking down. We're not masking up. So you had this chair of the party sabotaging election integrity and the will of the people. That would be Kelly Ward. And this eventually led to DeWitt. Now, remember Kelly Ward, you know, she took off. She went to another stage. She's gone. Yeah, later, later. She reminds me of the pigeons out there in Phoenix. You know, they crap on your house and rot out your roof and then fly away. That's what Kelly Ward did. So DeWitt resigns. I don't know if you, I'm pretty sure you heard the recording. It's pretty hilarious. I mean, this is a guy that's really full of himself. He's very narcissistic. I think I said this on the podcast already, but DeWitt is very narcissistic. If, if I would say one thing about Gina Swoboda, I never met her. I don't intend to meet her. In fact, I intend not to meet her. I had a chance to meet her. I will not meet her. But DeWitt, I was unfortunately had to meet him. And I will tell you, the man is full of himself. And so when he was doing this little talk with uh, Carrie Lake, I mean, it, he was literally pretending to be in The Godfather. I know he was. I know, because I, I saw them movies. Yeah, do it. I saw those movies too. Ridiculous. So Olivia goes on and says, I hate to be the reliable cynic or the bearer of the bad news, but the Arizona GOP is still firmly under control of the same uniparty co- co- politics that controlled DeWitt. So prepare yourself for the same Grand Canyon state come election time. This is only the tip of the iceberg with Sabota. But see the post below. And so she shares this girl named Michelle, who I think helps out with the Patriot Party. She's seen her around. But she wrote, the Patriot Party gave one day, one vote legislation for free. She hashtagged Swindler Swoboda. Produced no legislation that would secure elections for 15,000 bucks a month. Yeah. So while people were locked down, she was raking in some dollars. And that agreement lasted through last year's legislative 
session, meaning she raked in as much as $60,000 in consulting fees from the Arizona taxpayers. And what did she produce? Well, don't shoot the messenger, but I mean, it appears she produced absolutely nothing. Civil servants spend hard-earned cash. Spend our hard-earned cash like it's Monopoly money. How does a legislator justify consultants anyway? Ask the people what they want. You need to pay a third party to tell you how to do your job. 15,000 bucks a month. Like that's actual dollars. And uh, she's now the chair. So Arizona, here's a little further down. Bram Resnick put this out. Arizona Governor Hobbs had nothing to do but praise the GOP chair, Gina Swoboda. Swoboda was hired by Hobbs's GOP GOP predecessor as the Secretary of State. So this is a very short clip. She was a great employee in the Secretary of State's office. We are sorry to see her go. Yeah, it's kind of quick. Um, I find that to be a little bit questionable. I'd like to hear the whole thing. And it was only in the right speaker. What's up with that? I would say that a bit of a red flag when Hobbs heaps praise on your election work. But Swoboda was, has, you ready? The president's endorsement, Carrie Lake's endorsement. She was promoted on Charlie Kirk's podcast. And Steve Bannon kissed the ring. And just to remind you all, John McCain, Martha McSally, and Doug Ducey all received Trump endorsements. <laughs> I already told you this before. If I ever make my billion and I make my dream company, the last person I'm hiring on this earth to be my hiring agent would be Donald J. Trump. That guy? Are you kidding me? The people he hired on, onto his administration? Okay, I get it. Cash Patel, probably pretty good. Peter Navarro, probably pretty good. General Flynn, pretty good. But man, Bill Barr, Rince Priebus. Whew. Man, how much more bushy can you get? So I'm going to play this clip. It's a four-minute clip, but I think I'm going to cut it at two because it's just kind of boring. But this is Bannon interviewing Swoboda. I can't believe the fawning. We have to win the presidency in Arizona, and we have to win Kerry Lake. We don't take back the Senate unless Kerry Lake wins. You're saying, that, how can the Arizona GOP be dead broke in an election year with nine months to go? Uh, they are. So I, I'm coming in. Um, I haven't seen the PNL. There hasn't been a, a, a profit and loss statement or uh, issued in, in the prior year. Um, so for a year. Term, for a year. So we, so we, have don't know where, we don't know where we are and we haven't known where we are for a year. That's correct. Jeez. That's OK. Hold that in your mind. Hold that in your mind. She is already making excuses to fail. Correct. How did that happen? Unknown. So Unknown. coming in, got to look at the books. On the election side, we have to litigate. Uh, we have to litigate now. We have a lot of lawsuits going on. We've got to get rid of the unmanned drop boxes. That lawsuit, that judgment is imminent. We're going to. But the courts in Arizona, I, I hear you. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I no, love no. the factor in the courts. I know you're an expert. But let me just posit I don't think the courts in Arizona have exactly cut our way as far as decisions. Has there yes. been any ruling in Arizona at all? You're the, you're the expert. Yes. I'm not. Yes. That has actually gone our way as far as election fraud? Yes, there are okay. two. Give me, and we give survived the motion to dismiss, so it's not final, but okay. that's the preliminary ruling from the judge. So the Dropbox case, which is in Yavapai, uh, and the signature verification case, which is also in Yavapai. So Yavapai is very red. It's very conservative. Um, and we brought it, I think, early enough. What usually happens to us is we get into the election, and then the bad thing starts to happen. And yes, none of the judges will help us once the election starts. The third thing is this procedures manual thing. The legislature is going to join. 
Okay, before we get into this procedure manuals thing, just keep this in mind. She has not given you a pathway to victory yet. She has given you a pathway to failure. This is why I'm telling you to enhance your skills. This is why I'm telling you you're going to a third world status. This is why. And I'm not saying you're going to be a third world status next year. You're going to be declining towards it, though. Trust me on that. The direction that we're going is not good. And Gina Swoboda is already making excuses. She is already saying they're in court. And we know how this works. They take it to court and it fails. Listen, I saw a lot of people putting a lot of faith in this lady this weekend. I saw that a lot. All I could do was just sit through it and go, one of these days, people are going to learn that these politicians cannot, they will not solve these problems. This has to be solved on the ground by you. Let's continue. Join us this time. They have not well, they didn't done follow, that in they the didn't past. Fo- they didn't follow the procedures at all last time. That's one of the reasons That's Kerry right. lost. So we're going to remove from him all of from these who? unlawful, from Secretary Fontes, okay. all of the procedures that are not Fontes, in the law. Fontes, who's the, who's the cartel lawyer, that Fontes, who's the cartel lawyer. That's Asian now the second, Fontes, yeah. Now, now the Secretary of State of, uh, of Arizona. Who was- okay, so notice how they will not go there. Notice how they will not say bad things about this guy. Just notice that. These Republicans are not what you think they are. They really are not. Look. You could sit there. Look, there are people in my precinct right now where I'm at and they think that, they, you know, it's funny. People either think I am hardcore to the left or they think I am insanely to the right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, you make me wrong. That's my challenge. Make me wrong. Make me a wrong person. Please make me wrong. I have been right. I have been right about this. When they put Jeff DeWitt in there, no way. No way. We wanted Vera. We wanted Vera. I think her last name is Gelbron, something like that. We wanted Vera. We did not want Jeff DeWitt. Okay, we're going to keep going here. Was the county recorder in Maricopa in the 2018 election, which was when we really start to, saw, to see things go off the rails. Started super bad, 18, 20 is worse, 22. They're, just, they're not even trying to hide it anymore in Maricopa. They're just breaking the seals on the tabulators and running ballots through. So um, this is what we can do is get in there now, eliminate the things that are the worst of the gaps in the system. And what, what are those? The unmanned drop boxes. Got it. The lack of any requirements for signature verification. So you see a video, click, 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 click. Um, And what's in this procedures manual will blow out the door. So if we thought what we saw before was bad, this is off the rails. See, she's making excuses. She's making excuses. She's not giving you solutions. She's giving you excuses. These are all things that are going to fail. Arizona is not going to elect Donald Trump in this next election. Go ahead, get mad at me. I don't care. I'm, I sound like the American Thinker. Uh, the, I, I sound like the American Thinker uh, um, uh, article. I, I don't care. I, I don't care. Th- this goes for people in in in, in D five and and and, P, and Pinell County. You know, I know that we've got decent elections in Pinell County. God bless Dana. You know, we're in talks to get her on here. We're gonna do it. We we want to do an election show where we teach you what goes on in an election and how elections run. But what's going on in Maricopa County is going to throw the state again. And I just got done giving you situations where Coladin 
who file election integrity lawsuits is on probation right now. The, the Repu- the, I'm telling you right now, you are not going to solve this problem voting your way out of this. You're not going to do that. You have got to create your parallel economy. That's what you got to do. I'm not saying that in a crazy way. I'm not telling you to live on the, on the I'm not telling you to move. I'm not telling you, I'm not telling you to go and, and do other things. As a matter of fact, let, let me, let me finish playing this. It's two more minutes. I, I think I'm just going to cut it because it gets really, it, it just gets wordy. Worse than the other procedures. It's a hundred percent worse. And how do we block wow. that? That's that's what we're suing about now. So the legislature is going to drop a lawsuit um, this week. Yep. The AZGOP is going to drop a lawsuit this okay. week. Uh, and the funding is coming from. Why didn't um, Dewitt drop the? Why didn't mm. AZGOP drop this lawsuit six months ago? The manual was released on December thirtieth. Okay, fine, got it. Okay. Listen, you, you, and you've got a task in front of you. You've got to bring all these factions together, yes. number one, yes. and all work and unify thing. You've got to raise a ton of money, and that's normally the position. People say, hey, I want to be chairman of the state GOP. I keep telling folks, 99% of your job is to raise money, right? So you've got to raise money. At the same time, you're still the head and chief voter integrity person in Arizona. So explain to this audience how you're going to – any one of those efforts – is a full-time gig. It is. How are you, Okay, so that's three full-time gigs. How is Gina Svoboda? Are you Superwoman? I am. I'm Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay, you're Wonder Woman. I'm. I'm fueled by God. Well, the president. I love. I, I, so she's she's answering with sarcasm. She, she she's not giving you an answer. She's a, answering. She's answering you with sar, sarcasm. Uh, I am. I am. She, she ain't gonna do nothing. I have to say, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Empowered by yeah, I'm wearing the armor of God. Amen, amen. You know, amen. I mean, and if the person, I think that the reason uh, that God made me my nerdly election self is for this time, <laughs> so that the person that's because there's been a lot of. I didn't times, want to say that. I said we got a, I mean, a Arizona GOP is kind of a nerd, but hey. <laughs> But, for the awesome. but but I but I really like we've you're raised, had, you're saying you're raised up for a reason. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've had in the past, like I sat in in the war room where the lawyers are, as as you know, in twenty two and in twenty. I was with and you. I've seen things happening for twenty seven days. We have twenty seven days of early voting. So the stuff starts to happen right away. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that starts to happen, you know, just just Gina is like yelling, flag on the play, I need a lawyer, I need to go to court, <laughs> I need this, I need that. And that just has not happened. I, I was not going to run for this. Uh, the president called me and said, you need to do this. That would and be President Trump. That would, yes. <laughs> the one and only. President, um, so to me, the president, right? The real president. The president. And, and, he, uh, and he said that you have to do this. Yes. And I said, yes, sir. I'm that, in. That's perfect. I'll fight for every vote. Yeah. Okay. Here's the deal. I think that she was giving Steve Bannon a line of excuses. That's what I think. A lot of people are very motivated on this. A lot of people think there's going to be a big solution. Telling you right now, there's going to be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. They think they're going to win this in courts. Are you kidding me? What month is it? It's February. February's over. And February is a done deal. Valentine's Valentine's Day is over there. (laughs) We're getting into March. We have a PPE, presidential preference election. What's next month? They want us to ballot chase. They want us to get on the phone and call people and go, I'm looking at a list. 
and I see that you haven't taken your ballot to the to the mailbox or the, the drop-off box. When do you want to do it? Do you need me to drive you over there? That's really what they're telling us to do. My, my, my attitude is, are you kidding me? Like, seriously, are you kidding me? Like, the Democrats, they contract that stuff. Our elections are, are awful. Our elections are becoming 60 to 90 day processes. And people got their heels dug in on their ideologies and they're just destroying it. What, what, you know, I don't know. I could go on forever and ruin your time. So what are we supposed to do right now? Well, I, you know, create 2024. That's what I say. You got to keep doing it. You got to keep making. You got to stay active. You got to make sure your progress. You got to make sure as a person, you become more useful in your community. That's what you need to do. We don't know what future these people are creating for us. Jim DeWitt seems to walk out at a very decent time for Sobota to step in and go, look, I'm in late. How are we supposed to rectify all these lawsuits before the election even happens? How are we supposed to correct all these measures? Our Senate worked against us. They never even filed the audit. Ken Bennett, I read his name earlier. He got money from Pfizer. He got kicked out of the, out of the audit for a period of time. The average American is purposely asleep at the wheel. They're gladly letting these people take control. And if this behavior continues, you are not going to have a, a choice in the matter but to be self-sufficient. And that is out of necessity. So you better get to know your neighbors. You better know who to trade your skills with and who you're going to do business with. Now, I'm not saying do a barter system. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what I'm talking about. But these, these people are crazy. They're affiliated with the World Economic Forum and they are listening to every word they say and they're trying to apply it. And I know I kid around and I play these sound effects and stuff when I hear about these laws that they keep writing. But I mean, what, what on earth do you think these people are, are going to do to solve your problems? Man, if there's anything, if there's anything that we haven't learned this last year, okay, if there isn't anything we haven't learned this last year, it's that literally you do not win when you put your trust in them. This is, this is no longer right wing, left wing, okay? I've got neighbors. They're Democrats. This is the craziest thing. I have a neighbor. She's Democrat. Very nice. I've got two other Democrats that live up the street from me. They're very nice. They know who I voted for. I had a Sherry Shapir sign out over on my lot. They're very sweet people. They don't care. You know what these people are worried about? Growing food. Oh, yeah. People are trading ideas right now out here on how to grow food. We had one. She she uh, volunteers. Um, I'm a privacy guy, so I'm where, I won't say where she volunteers, but she volunteers at a place that cultivates plants. She's very active in that. We never talk politics. But we, we do talk about what's around the corner. We talk about what we need to do in the case things get ugly. You think things can't get ugly? 
You think you're living in a world where it's just perfect? You think there was never a Great Depression? My grandmother, my grandmother lived in the Great Depression. I, I remember when I was a kid, I, I, I reminded my parents of this. My mom was like, oh, wow. <laughs> She's like, oh, okay. My grandmother told me that during the Depression, they had to make a rabbit farm for, as a food source. Yeah. Think about that. I'm not advocating making a rabbit farm, but we need to figure something out. <laughs> and I, I, you know, it's, it's, this is, this is not the kind of thing where like, you know, they, they paint the, I know, I know like the Obama people, they've, they've been like putting money in some kind of movies or something. And they're talking about like civil war and that. No, 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 no. I don't see that happening. I, I do not see a civil war happening. I, I just, that's just over the top. It's stupid. No. You're, you're just going to see America retreat back into a time where you didn't... You, you, America had to be self-sufficient at one point in time. And that's where we're going. We're going in that direction because they cannot continue to do what they're doing. They're taking all of the agricultural land and they're putting solar panels on it. What do you think is going to happen? You think we could just rely on South America to give us all of our fruit and vegetables? You think you think we could just rely on that? What what are we thinking? So, you know, I'm not the only guy that thinks this way. You know, um our friend on on uh Instagram, I don't want to name drop people. I pr- I respect your privacy. So, you know, I'll just say you're a realtor. This this person is a realtor and sends has been sending tons of material over and I've, I've, I've got two sound bites from this person. Now, this, this one is, it's literally, it, it, it connected with me because this is the mindset of... <laughs> Dude, a, how crazy oops, sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, there, this is the, I literally heard a very similar discussion to this at my work the other day. Very similar. These are some guys that got some kind of podcast. They, it, they video the thing and they're in a living room and they're just sitting around with these microphones and they're just chit-chatting. And it's, it's, I, w- I would love to know what this podcast is, but it is very profane. I, it, I had to go in here and get all the F-bombs out and it was, it was an adventure getting all the F-bombs out. But it's clean. It's clean for a two-year-old. You're, you, this, is, this is a very interesting clip. Thank you, um, Arizona Realtor. I, thank you so much for sending these over. They're really cool. I'd like to uh, play more. And uh, I won't name drop you, but if you do want your name dropped, uh, I'll be glad to give out your account. I mean, you are a real estate person. Maybe uh, you would like a few more people to see if you'd like to sell a home. But anyway, um, have a listen. This is, this is what I think is the mindset of America right now. This is how I think that they see the world. They're not seeing it like Seth, uh, like uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Rogan. You know, everybody thinks that, you know, oh, Joe Rogan, he's trying the truth. But no, I think, I think America is seeing the world like this. Dude, how crazy that our po- that the politics now they're just blatantly just stealing money, <laughs> nuts, dude, and smelling it, molesting. <laughs> it's crazy, <laughs> dude. No one cares. 
There's nothing well, we can we do just about realize, it. Even if we vote, it doesn't there's nothing we can matter. do about it. Not there's at nothing all. we can do about it. We're yeah. all trapped in this this money funneling all our money to fucking <laughs> fight wars. Thankfully, our government is protecting all these people. That's the best thing. And they killed Epstein. Just bro, I can't get a pothole filled in New Orleans, <laughs> but you can fill a nine year old out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> this whole fucking government is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. a bunch of sick people, bro. Yeah, man. And a lot of it, I just wonder if it's just power how long like you were saying like generations of power do you yeah. just get so sick that even caring about somebody doesn't even seem like it makes any sense to you anymore yeah it's literally like a game of like ri- like a risk or one of those <laughs> it's like a computer game someone's playing and the, yeah they're, they're so close to beating it though they're so close to beating the game <laughs> we just need they're to drain so the swamps dude they need like 60 trillion more dollars from us dude so that right there is, I think, the mindset of America. Now, I had another segment here on blockchain. I, I'm not going to be able to get to it. We're hitting an hour right now. Um, and uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and continue on, though, on another, um, on another episode this week. I really want you to understand blockchain. Um, I want you to understand it because it's not cryptocurrency necessarily. And that's what I want you to understand. And so I've got this kind of little bit of presentation that I put together. So we'll, we'll do it on the next episode. Um, you know... It's really important, though. I will tell you this about blockchain. Blockchain is what they call decentralized. And decentral it's a decentralized network. And basically, what that means is anything that's written onto that blockchain cannot be altered because if it's, if it's written, if, if it's altered, that particular... That particular host on the network is kicked off of the network, and it, already, I'm listening to myself talking. I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I'm already making it sound complicated." But it's, it's it's a decentralized cryptographic network, and you can protect your data with blockchain. And so, I want to talk to you about that. It's very important. I think you should just understand it that there's a difference between cryptocurrency, blockchain, and what they are calling central bank digital currency. Okay, and I want I want to go over that on the next episode. So we're gonna start off with that. Um, this is Monday, so hopefully I can get to you by Wednesday. That would be kind of cool. And then on Friday, we're hoping to have Scott the Man back on because we're going to talk about water in our Arizona desert. You know, and I just want to add something, you know, kind of reiterate more than anything. I, I don't... I don't say these negative news stories because I'm trying to get you in a negative mood. I'm trying to help you understand if there's anything I can help you understand is that you have to be the person in charge of your own destiny. Because what I'm showing you is that if you're relying on help, you're not going to get it. I mean, you will get help if you seek help. You will get help then. And so that's why you kind of have to know your neighbors. Isn't it kind of funny that the entertainment industry was trying to tell you for a long time, you know, don't, don't, don't make friends with your neighbors. Your neighbors are irritating, you know? And, and it was true. I mean, I lived in an associated neighborhood for like 20 years, almost 20 years. Oh, there was nothing more irritating than being 24 feet away from the guy next to you. And every time you step outside to fix your dang car, like change the oil or change a light bulb or something, Along comes your neighbor. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to talk about blockchain on the next episode and more. <laughs>